Welcome to the Harrington Star FinTech Diversity, Equity and Inclusion Discussions. I want to showcase people across our industry who are advocates for change. I love to celebrate the wins, but we know there is so much more to be done to ensure that change actually happens to build a truly inclusive industry. In these diversity, equity and inclusion discussions, I have a number of series. The Humans of FinTech, The Talent Surgery, The Maternity and Paternity Stories, and the longest running of all, the Women of FinTech podcast series. I do lots of work to drive change campaigns across our industry to increase inclusion within the workplace. So please contact me to see how we can partner together. You can contact me through LinkedIn or on my email, nadia.edwards-dashti at harringtonstar.com. In the meantime, enjoy the show. Welcome to the Women of Fintech podcast series. We are here today to celebrate the wins, raise awareness of the challenges, and walk the talk for change across the entire industry. Now today we are joined by Nikki Hawkes, co-founder and CMO of Stratify. Stratify are all about personalized investment strategies that make it easy to track your sustainability and make an impact. They do this by focusing on responsible investing and democratizing access to investment tools. Nikki describes herself as a sustainably focused fintech enthusiast with a love for startups and entrepreneurship. She is here today to share her story and the learns along the way. So welcome, Nikki. Thank you so much for having me. Hi, Nadia. Hiya. I'm so pleased to have you here. Tell us a bit more about your role at Stratify and what it actually entails. So my role at Stratify is head of growth and CMO. So every day looks a little bit different. Um, it started off as just my co-founder and I, and we've recently grown the team to about six of us. But our goal at Stratify is, like you said, to democratize access to some of the tools which have been available in investment banks and to high net worth clients of investment banks for a really long time and to make that available to the everyday retail investor like you and I, because we think it's really important that people should have the same access to tools because everyone's values are individual to them and therefore their investments should be too so incorporating sustainability into that is what we want to help people do without the difficulty of requiring either a really high skill set or a lot of money to do that it's just so important isn't it to turn desire that people have on this into reality and sometimes that reality can be really complex and I think what's wonderful about what you're doing is is really simplifying that and making it accessible so tell us a little bit more about Stratify and and what you do that's so unique and what made you want to found it so I met my co-founder it was actually bang in the middle of the pandemic in 2020 and he told me about how he developed this product which was helping him get rid of the need for messy spreadsheets and hours of research that he had to put in to manage his own investment tools. Because at the moment, what's available is you can either manage your own investments and do your own research, or you can buy into a fund. So I met my co-founder, Dan, and we started talking about this product that he'd built and how what it was doing was bringing those two things together and helping people create a really personalized fund that truly matches their values. And when I came on board, we became co-founders and started introducing the sustainability aspect into the business so we help people invest in companies that have high ESG ratings and personalized to the industries that they want to invest in that can be anything like 
someone's really interested in mining or in beauty, we can create a strategy which is totally personalized, but without the hassle of doing the research. I, I literally, I, lo- I love everything about this. And, you know, when you say that without the hassle, I think, again, like it's turning desire into action, isn't it? But also what I love about this, you know, you're a self-confessed fitness and fun fanatic, and you've got this wonderful career journey. And I'd love for you to share with us exactly what drew you to fintech. I mean, look, you've just shared there with, you know, where the light bulb moment was. But what I love about this is, you know, fintech isn't what people normally perceive it to be you can really change the world and I think that's the mission that you're on at the moment so I'd love just to hear a bit more about that absolutely so I started my career in actuarial I did economics and finance at uni and actuarial is the statistics that goes behind a lot of the pensions and insurance industry I was doing a lot of work in ESG funds and I realized that the industry was really stale, the culture wasn't great, and I I kind of pivoted into the startup world. There was so much energy, there was so much color, so much kind of opportunity to, to, yeah, change the world, like you said. And this is when I found Stratify. But in between, the reason I'm kind of self-professed fitness and fun fanatic is because I think there's so much more to individuals and just their careers. I absolutely love sort of triathlons, running, swimming, and I think it really complements my ability in the office by spending that time on myself it improves my energy levels it improves my capabilities at work basically I think employees need to know that they need to take time out in order to improve their ability at work too it's really interesting isn't it because it's the it's the productivity debate really you know and I think before the pandemic people didn't talk about this as much as we as we are now which I think is is one of the great things about what's happened over the very difficult past few years but I I really really appreciate you talking about the the energy levels and talking about your capability at work and I'm obsessed with talking about becoming the best that you can be so I really really love what what you've brought to that conversation now what I'd love to hear a bit more about now is coming from such a diverse background tell us some of what you've noticed in fintech so far so we recently did a crowdfunding campaign it was really really successful we were really excited by it we overfunded massively by over 200 percent. and i think when we were looking into the details of this afterwards we realized that the people that had invested in our campaign and the people that had come across it were 80 82 percent were males between 30 to 50 and only sort of 12 percent just over that were females And it kind of really hit home, I think, because part of the reason we're trying to build Stratify is to make a finance tool which is inclusive and accessible to people in all walks of life. So when we saw the stats from our CrowdKeep campaign, it kind of just really made us want to push the boundaries and make products which are more inclusive and more accessible to everybody. And something else that we noticed is that because we had a female male co-founder aspect, I think people took the business a lot more seriously. Because I think often females are usually, whether it's operational or marketing roles or sales, but they don't often get seen in leadership roles. And it it made a real difference to kind of how people perceive the business. So this is something that I think we're just trying to move towards kind of changing perceptions on. The industry is changing and it's changing for the better, but it's still slow and there still needs to be action to make it move faster. I totally agree with that. I always introduce this pod as we're here to walk the talk and you're absolutely right. It's the action that's needed for that change. I know you love this uh, community aspect. I wanted you just to share your thoughts on that as well. This is mainly from my job in marketing. So 
I think it's really important to build communities of, of ambassadors that can sort of a promote your product, but b really share knowledge with each other and self-generate in the content that you're creating. We want to help people, but we want people to also help themselves. That's the ultimate goal of what we're building. We want to give them the tools to be completely self-sufficient and having a community which is self-sufficient is very much a part of that. And as a marketer, you can't rely on certain avenues of marketing, whether that's social media or advertising or product placements. I think having a community that is there to shout about your product and be those brand ambassadors on the ground is just the most powerful thing ever. Absolutely. Now, what have you seen so far around the perception of male and female founders? I know you've touched upon this before, but I was really keen for you to share it with us on this pod. I think male and female founders bring a lot to companies together and I think it's great, but ultimately everybody is an individual. So you can't kind of rely on two female founders are going to bring this, two male founders are going to bring this and a male and a female are going to bring this and box everything up. I think people are individuals and you can't base it on what they are. You've got to base it on who they are and what they've done. So they're very much just perceptions and I think we need to learn to not categorize, essentially. Yeah, very interesting. Because I think people often try and generalize and categorize. I think it's very important to remember you know, what, what you just said there. Everyone's an individual and can bring different things to the party. But pulling on that thread, a lot of the work that I do is around how do we drive better workplace inclusion. So I wanted to ask you your thoughts on that. Everything we've spoken about is really your driver around inclusion to do with investment strategies and investment products and funding. Now looking at the workplace, what would be your call to action with regards to what more we should all be doing for genuine workplace inclusion? I think having policies in place that benefit everybody and not just a few this is a lot easier said than done but I think when it comes to hiring people that are in charge of sort of workplace management it is best to have a diverse crowd and when it comes to hiring as well the hiring process is difficult but as much as you can assign people scores for example as opposed to just individual opinions you can start kind of really crediting people based on their merit and not just on what individuals perceive of them before they've even started working for a company it's a really difficult question to answer i think but there's a lot of really great companies that we can turn to that have these amazing policies in place google's a a great place i know that Cheryl Sandberg of all people talks a lot about how she was able to kind of change the path with their policies for example allowing parking for pregnant women and allowing kind of paternity leave to increase and there's a lot of places that we can turn to that have great examples of workplace inclusions we don't have to feel like we're working from a blank slate we just need to see where customers have shown the most kind of promise the most happiness and there's a lot of places where we can turn to to find that Absolutely. And I think that's really, really useful advice. And everything that you've covered today has been absolutely brilliant to learn more about you, learn more about your business and how it's going to go from strength to strength. And I think it's really allowed us to sort of look at who we are as individuals as well, which is, I I know, a big point that, that you want to get across. So thank you so much for joining me on the Women of Fintech podcast series. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much, Nadia. It's been an absolute honor to be invited. Thank you. 